Okay. So tonight is Parshas Noach, but um, we are going to study. We're going to study something for Parshas Bereshis. Uh, because we didn't have a class last week. And Bereshis is always, Bereshis is like the Parsha that's the Parsha all year long. It's always Bereshis. And then it's already the details, any other parsha. But Bereshis, we can learn, we can study all year long. Uh, but in any case, uh, we finished all the Memoriam and Noach, at least in, in Torah. Or in Bereshis, we didn't. We have two more Memoriam, which is one as we're going to learn tonight, and that's going to leave us for one more year uh, to learn one more Mimer. Okay. Actually, this discourse that we're going to learn tonight, the main discourse of it we learned already, couple of years ago, but the explanation of it we didn't. And this, we're going to learn the explanation on that mimer. And this is really, really fascinating stuff. It's, it's, it's very fundamental, um, important, important ideas that we learn over here. It basically comes to describe the uniqueness of being human. Uh, the ultimate purpose of the human. And uh, the main idea of the mimer is why it's coming to explain why we humans have such coarse bodies. And, you know, sometimes we wonder when we look at ourselves and we wonder like, come on. We get frustrated. We get frustrated of how hard it is to deal with our own bodies, especially since we have such elevated times, especially this time of the year, like right after Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and we just, we basically fell out of the sky just a few weeks, a few days ago. And now we're back down to reality, and we realize that we perhaps hits us in the face that we're not as angelic as we thought we are. And we wonder, like, why? <laughs> I thought I'm an angel. Like, why, why do I have to deal with my body that's so not with the program. It's a problem, like, why is the body so not with the program? It, it, it really becomes problematic. And then when we look on the world and we see, you know, the news is always filled with people failing and people doing stuff, and, and, and we like get frustrated with the human condition in general, not only with ourselves, but human beings. And this mimer sheds a lot of light. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be strange to us that the human being can be corrupted more than the animal. It, it not only shouldn't it be strange, it is supposed to be that way. The human body is made up of the coarsest material. No other body in the world is as coarse as the human body. But the Alter Rebbe tells you the secret for that is because only the human body, only the human being has such a lofty soul. So only, if you would give, if you would give another body another kind of a body, the body of a bunny rabbit to a human being, it would be an insult. It would be insult to the soul. You're giving me such an easy body to deal with. The bodies of all other creatures are much easier to deal with than the human body. And the Alter Rebbe traces it to the beginning of creation. We find something about the human being, the way the human being was created, that made the human body be so distant, so, 
so low, so coarse. And that the human body, again, we learned this mimer a few years ago, so you might recall, the human body is the only body that was created just physical without any spirituality. All other creatures were created body and soul together. So as soon as they emerged into existence, their bodies, they always had soul, some kind of a soul. You know, I'm saying talk about a bunny rabbit. It had the rabbit soul in it. So that's some kind of a spirituality. It's some kind of a nefesh. But the human body was laying lifeless on the floor without any, without any, any, uh, any, any spirit to it. And it's interesting, in the mimer itself that I'm going to be reading to you, he only mentions this idea. But there's another version of the mimer, in Mamare Admar Hazaken on the Parshios, which is like, usually the mimerim on this book are very short. This particular, Al-Tarevami Admar Parshios. This mimer over here is very long. And it goes on and on and on. I didn't finish it even. I, I, it's, it's a shame because... It, 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 there's so much more insight in the, in the version over here, and he explains and explains. It's very, very beautiful. But one of the things he does point out in this version of the Mimer, and on, the, on this, it's another major difference between the distinction of the creation of the human body and the creation of everything else. By everything else, God said, Vayomer Elohim, Hashem said, let the earth sprout forth. So they were created all, f- and when, when Hashem said, let the earth sprout forth or create monkeys, God said that, let the earth make monkeys. He didn't say monkeys, he said animals, and animals included monkeys, giraffes, hippos, and, and everything, and koalas. Everybody was created from that. Oh, two things. First of all, body and soul emerged together. It wasn't like he created dead tar- carcasses, and then he infused them with souls. Their body and their soul just popped out together. And the other thing is that how, how did Hashem create them? By saying, let there be monkeys, let there be rabbits, let there be koalas. He said it. When he created the human being, initially he makes an introduction. Let us make man. But it doesn't say by saying, let us make man, man came into existence. That was just an idea. Let's make man. Then it says... Then it says God said, and more than that, even when God says, let us make man, he says, Nasa Adam. He doesn't speak and, the, and, and Adam comes out. Nasa, let us make. Make means physical action. So God is using physical action to create the human, not spiritual speech. Not only that, it says that he, Hashem is doing an action. He's taking earth and he's forming the earth into a clump of clay and he forms the clay. Now it doesn't say that by any other creature that he formed the animal. The very physical substance of all animals were created directly from God's speech. Let Hashem said, let the earth sprout forth. Fine. It wasn't the earth, it was the word of God that said, let it sprout forth. Coming from the earth, sprout but it, the animal themselves were created from the divine speech. By, by the human being, God took already, Hashem took material that existed already. Which is, and what kind of material did he take? The lowest form of material, the most lifeless form of material, which is earth. And he made a human body, 
a dead, a dead body. And the body was laying on the ground first in a lifeless state. The Gemara actually describes what was going on in those few hours, how the body was progressing. But it was all a lifeless body. After that, Hashem blew into his nostrils the soul, soul of life. And here is where, whoa, 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 whoa. When he's, create, when he's bringing the soul in, Hashem is blowing. And blowing means much godly involvement, much deeper than speech. Speech is external, blowing is deep, inward. So here's the paradox of the human being. He's got the soul from beyond the heavens, the heavens of the heavens, highest of the high, but he's got such a coarse, lowly body, prone to every type of sin, to every type of unhealthy addiction, behavior, and the like. And that's the challenge of being human, putting these two together so that the soul can elevate the body. And by the soul elevating the body, it elevates all of creation. Why? Because when you want to pick something up, you have to pick it up from the lowest point. If I lift something from the middle, then the lower parts are not lifted. Since the human being's neshama comes down to act as a crane to pull up the body and to pull up the physical world, the human body had to be made from the lowest form of substance so when the human body rises, all of creation rises along with him. If the human being would have been made from the finest material, then the human being's elevation would only elevate that which is fine and elevated and, eleva and pure. And, and, and So that's why God created the human body of the coarsest, of the lowest, of the most disconnected, Dafka. And this is the reason why the... Uh, The, um, the number one, as I said, we shouldn't get disheartened by the fact that we're so challenged by a difficult body. Because that's what it's about. The previous Rebbe writes a letter, pens a letter. <laughs> it's the funniest letter. It's a very interesting letter. And he brings it in the name of a certain chassid. It's called the Dafka letter. It's a very beautiful letter to read. It's a shame I... I don't know where the letter is right now offhand. I think it's in the first value maybe of the Sefer, I'm not sure. It's called the Dafka letter. And basically, he, he, he goes through like 15 things that he says, Dafka. Dafka means no reason, just, just because. Dafka means just because, just despite. So he says, you know, he goes through a whole thing. Hashem could have made the human being, he could have created him in heaven. But then God, no, just, Dafka created him on earth. He could have created him without Yetzirah. No, he created him Dafka with Yetzirah. He could have... Uh, uh. Then he goes on and on and on and on. To even say... Good, I need someone to... Then he goes on and on and on to even say that Hashem... Um, that God could have made the Hasidim those who have Hasidic souls have very, very good children. And he says, no, no, no. Dafka the Hasidim have the most difficult children. <laughs> and, 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 they, and they have a told He goes through all the Dafkas. Because the more, if, you're, if you have Hasidus and you have all, the, uh, all this 
power. We're going to give you a rougher, we're going to give you a rougher piece of material to deal with. So basically, the, what this mimer says is life and the challenges in life are not easy. They're not meant to be easy. And that's the greatest compliment of God to the, high, to the greatness of a soul. So if a person is, 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 is weary and tired and frustrated with the fact that they have such a, such a coarse body, the only thing we can say to that person is that's the greatest compliment God could have given you. That means that you have such a lofty, powerful soul that he felt that any other body giving you would be a piece of cake. So he gave you such a body that is so difficult, such an animal. <laughs> he gave you a 500-pound gorilla to deal with. And that was it. But when you elevate the, the gorilla, and, and he, the, the mimer is going to go and explain, the same idea is with, with uh, the difference between angels. And the angels too, they, 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 have very, they also have a body. But angels have very, very light bodies, not heavy, clumpy bodies. Very, very light, refined bodies. Those bodies kind of like sway with the soul. Wherever the soul wants to go, the body goes along. Now, not that there's no gravitational pull. Even angels have a little bit of a pull towards ego, towards self, but very, very light. Nothing compared to the heaviness of our body. That's why their bodies are made up only of fire and wind. And even the fire and wind, it's not the fire and wind that we know. It's the more spiritual kind of fire and wind. But yet, compared to the soul, that too is considered matter. That too is considered substance. That too is considered thick. But it's very, very, very elegant compared to our bodies. And the reason why, the, why angels ended up with such refined bodies, because they couldn't handle our bodies. If you put an angel into a body like ours, immediately they would become so they would become completely crushed. Their souls would, 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 would be swallowed up by their material, physical instincts. There wouldn't be any spiritual, spiritual side to the angels left. Like we see happen to a few angels who criticize the, the human being. And God says, let me see how you guys deal with it. And he threw those angels down into physical bodies. And they became the most corrupted humans ever to live. Because an angel could never handle our bodies. Why? Because the soul of the angel is not so high. The neshama of the angel comes from the external realm of God, not from the internal. And that's why the angels don't have the koyach to deal with a human body. But humans, they have. And that's the idea. So the, the, this mimer is the source for the dafka. So what else is news? If you come, if you if you come in, and you're complaining about you know why it's right after Rosh Hashanah, and you don't really feel much spirituality left, and all your back is to your physical pursuits and desires, and you're saying Gavald, why, why? <laughs> As I said, what else is new? That this is an old story. This is the story that happened at creation. God did that. Doesn't mean that we can excuse it and say, okay, therefore I can be an animal. No, that means that. I have the ability to harness, to restrain the body, this very, 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 very wild horse. I have the ability to get a hold of it and to sublimate it and use it to serve Hashem. And by doing that, I elevate all of creation. That's the whole mimer. And the rest, what we're going to learn is just 
elaborating on this idea. So let's read it inside. He's going to explain it, how it relates to the higher realms in the spiritual realms. He's going to explain how the Yudke Vavke, really everything in our world comes from the Yudke Vavke. And we're going to see that there's two interesting Shiduchim, there's two interesting matches in the Yudke Vavke. In general, we know there are two couples. There's a father and a mother, Chachmem Bina, and the son and daughter. And we know that the male element, in general, the way it's set up is always higher. So the Chachm is much higher than the Bina. And the Ze'er Anpin, the Midot, are higher than the Malchus. The Ze'er Anpin, the Midot, the six emotions, are higher than Malchus. So these are the two couples. Yet we find an interesting matchup. The Dafka, the Ze'er Anpin, which, are, which is the emotions of God, are related to the mother, to Bina. They are clinging to Bina, they're attached to Bina, Bina is considered to be their source. The Malchus, which is much lower, strangely, the source of Malchus is not Bina. The mother doesn't hang, the daughter doesn't hang around her mother too much. She likes to hang out with her daddy. The Shechina, Malchus, connects, connects to Chachma. Chachm is way above Bina. So what do you see? That's, that, that's, basic, that's the foundation of this idea. That the higher something is, the lower it, 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 its effects, and it realizes its power in a lower domain. You know, So people that can influence lowly people in a positive way, is a sign that these people are very powerful. If you can only have very, very, very refined and elevated students, that means you don't have that much power. Because to have the ultimate power is to be able to reach. The lower you can go, the higher you can reach. Sorry, the lower you can go is the sign the higher you are. That's the idea. So the Yud and the hay match up. The Yud is the highest, the hay is the lowest. And they strangely, strangely match up. And then the Vav and the He, the He and the Vav, they cling together. It's the same idea. That's what he's building. Okay, so now let's read inside. Now this is on Torah Ur, Daf Dalit, the, the um, first column in Daf Dalit. and understand without an explanation. The idea that God formed man. Offer min adama earth from from the soil of the earth. and only afterwards he blew into his nostrils the soul of life. the body of the human nefesh. At the beginning, the body of a person was created in a very coarse way. The body of the person was created. The only body that was created without a nefesh, without a soul. It was created in a lifeless state. It was an inanimate. It couldn't move. It was made up from physical soil. And afterwards, only afterwards, it was enclosed in it. A very special nefesh. A soul. A living soul. But not a regular animal. Not a regular animal animating soul. A soul that can talk. A human soul. 
which we don't find by all other creatures. They don't have that unique human soul. But yet, we find that they have a certain quality over the human. They were never in this shameful state of being lifeless and dead corpses. As we said earlier, there weren't any dead cows hanging around when God created the world. He initially, when a moment cows came into being, they were alive. Which isn't the case by all other creatures, that say meach. And even a vegetation, it was that way. It wasn't like there were a bunch of dead roses and a bunch of dead tulips all laying there with, with their, with like, what do you, what do you call a, a, a flowers that are drooping? You know, like all the, all the flowers all drooping, lifeless. And then suddenly Hashem said, watch this, bang! And all the animals, all the, all the, all the flowers and plants like straighten up and come to life. That's not what happened. All the, all the, the Tzomeach initially was created with a soul which is the soul, the spiritual element to be able to grow. So it was body and soul immediately. So Bishar, Kolan Evron, the Tzameach, and the Tzameach, the Chai, and animal, Shakuf, on the Nafshom, their bodies and their spirit. Yatsu, Ke'echod, Mena Aretz, came out together simultaneously from the earth. Inyan, Chulu, Inyan, Yuvan, Bahagdim, this will be understood by first prophecy. Just like there is in the physical, the domain, the inanimate. So meyach, the plant. The chai, the animal, medaber, and the human. There are four types, four species. We spoke, the inanimate, stones, minerals, and the like. So meyach, plants. Chai, um, the, um, uh, animals. And the medaber, there is the human. So just like we know that these things exist in the physical, kach kam Spiritually, we also find that in the spiritual realm, we can also find these four types, forms of life. That means a form of life that's like a, that, that's considered inanimate. Everything in the physical world has its origins in the spiritual. So if we have stones down here, it's because there are stones up there. So the stone element, the spiritual stone, that's the inanimate. The spiritual plant, that's the plant, right, and so on. So, we have these four elements. And what is that? So first he's going to detect and show you spiritually where we have within the soul, within the spiritual realm, an inanimate object, a plant, an a animal, and a, and a human. So when we look into the soul, our soul itself Remember we learned so many times that our neshama has yutke vavke, the tetragrammaton in it. So the yutke vavke of the neshama correspond to these four forms of life. The yud is the human side of the soul. The hay, the hay is the animal side of the soul. The vav is the tzomeach, the vegetation of the soul. And the latter hay, the latter hay is the inanimate of the soul. So what does that mean? So he's going to explain like this. You hear this? Very gishmak. The the let's start from the up, from the the creative side of the human being. The creative, abstract thinker and and producer of new ideas of innovation, the Chachma, that's the human 
element within the soul. The communicator, the one that can speak. Then, I'm not talking about speech. I'm talking about the fact that the human can speak and communicate, which is related to this creativity of the soul. Okay? Then the, the, the intellect of the soul, which is, um, which is lower, because when I'm saying chach, when we say the highest, we mean the, the power from where intellect comes from, the power to create new ideas. But then there is intelligence itself, understanding and so forth, the bina of the neshama, that corresponds to the animal form of life. The emotions, which is the next level, going downward. Into intellect, and then comes emotions. The emotions are, the, are plants, have the same quality of plant, as we're going to see soon why. And then, the last and final part of the soul are the vessels through which the soul expresses itself, which are the letters, speech. Letters themselves, not the ability to combine the letters and make speech. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the actual letters themselves that you produce, words that you produce, the words, the letters. So the letters are called stones. We learned about this many times. Because words, if you produce a word, you said something, that word will never change. It doesn't grow. It can't expand. Put it, put it this way. I mean, once you, if, 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 if someone wrote something down, and let's say they're very, very wise, and they put a lot of, a lot of insight into it, so, of course, you know, you can say the letters expanded when someone very wise read it and was able to extrapolate all the meaning that's in it. But that's the meaning that's in the letters. I'm not talking about the meaning that's in the letters. I'm talking about the letter itself. The letter itself is a fixed entity. The dalit is a dalit, the, the, the gimel is a gimel, the kuf is a kuf, so it's like a stone. It doesn't have any growth. It is what it is, and so it is. Um, the, the emotions that a person has, emotion, it fluctuates. Because every emotion you have, first, you know, has its stages. It's like a plant. If you have a certain feeling towards someone, there are times when that feeling can be very, 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 very small very tiny, which means you have a small little bit of love towards that person. But for whatever reason, you hang out with them for a little while and you're suddenly filled, your love for that individual expands so much, it becomes so powerful, it becomes all-consuming. Suddenly that little, little something turned into a big, huge tree. Like a group, or someone hates someone, dislikes someone. It can be a, a little dislike, and then there can be something that provokes it. And suddenly that little dislike turns into an all-consuming hatred. You can't do anything in your life anymore because you're so consumed with hating that person for whatever reason. So the emotion suddenly, it's the nature of emotions. They're smaller and they're bigger. They're smaller and they're bigger. Also, we find that the emotions also grow in terms of their quality of the emotion. Because the very same emotions that we have, when we mature and we get older, the emotions become more sophisticated to higher, higher things. That's also called growth. So they grow in every day, the very same emotion. The feeling can be shrunk. When I'm not concentrating on the subject of what I'm feeling, the emotion goes into hibernation. Like it shrinks. It's there. I have it. If you ask me, do you like so-and-so? Oh yeah, I love him. Yeah, that's true. You really love him. 
fine. I love this person. Fine, yeah. But then, as I said before, you know, you had a time that you met, you ended up spending a lot of time with that individual and, and you realized how much you love them, you admire them so much because now you saw how great now, whatever. So now you're so filled with love. The emotion is all consumed. So it grew. So that's the emotion fluctuating from being, that's why it's plants. But also, in general, the quality of emotion grows from small to, to big, meaning to more important things. As you grow older, your loves and, and relationships become more mature. Both good re- positive relationships and negative relationships. It means the things you love and the things you dislike are of more value. That's also called growth. So the emotions are growing like a tzomeach, like a plant. So that the intellect is considered the animal part of the person. Not even the human. You think the intellect is the human. No, the intelligence is the animal in the soul. And as we said earlier, what's the human part of the soul? That's the creative mind, the pre-intellect, from where we're all into the power to innovate, not just to understand things. The chachma, the koach chachma, that's the power of medab. Okay? So these are the four elements. Now, we're going to see that there are two particular powers in these four elements that cling together all the time, that are a, that are, that are a couple that always hang to out together. And they are the intellect and emotions. The animal and the plant are very, very, very much attached to each other. What do I mean by that? The animal and the plant are attached to each other. The animal and the plant being attached to each other means that um, emotions are very, very strongly attached to our mental cognition. Because emotions, first of all, are created by the intellect based on what I'm exposed to, who I become familiar with, what my mind appreciates. And we get, we're molded, our minds are molded as we grow up through different educators and different teachers and things we read, things we, people we hang around with. And uh, that, that develops a mind. Based on how we develop our mind, that's what's gonna kind of carve our, 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 our excitements, right? We can all understand that that not everybody in Los Angeles is coming Thursday night to study classes over here and learn this stuff. And you feel very excited that you're coming here. Why? You obviously had something in your mind that you've appreciated, and that appreciation gets, creates an emotion, and excitement. So it's actually, when you're sitting here and you're learning, it's interesting, but it's, I'm not talking about now. You know, you realize a lot of gravity. At about eight o'clock at night, when you're at home, there is this intense gravity that says, you're not going anywhere today. You're not going, I'm tired, I'm like exhausted, I can't, like it's like, the body doesn't want to go. So, so obviously there has to be some kind of a motivation. And the motivation is because you're excited about what we're gonna hear, what we're gonna learn. We're gonna learn some pretty awesome stuff. And, and, and that motivates you, but why do you have that excitement? So that's the emotion. The emotion comes from all the knowledge that you've learned in the earlier classes. Like all the years of knowledge and information tell you that this is, this is worth it, you're excited about it. So the emotion, well, you, what do you see? So emotion is born from intellect, comes from our understanding. 
And not only is the emotion born from the intellect, but the emotion needs the intellect to constantly feed it. If you have an emotion and a feeling towards someone, towards someone or something or a subject or whatever it is, there's a constant there's a constant need that the emotion needs to be justified by the why. Why do I love it? Why? Ah, I know, because, because it's so good. Because my mind tells me this is a good thing. So the emotion, and that's like we say, a child grows from the mother's milk. The mother is the intellect. The child is the emotion. Just like it's moment, the physical world is a perfect reflection of the spiritual. But let's trace it a minute before that. The emotions, not only do they come from the intellect, but just like a mother and a child. The mother doesn't just go abracadabra, boom, child. It doesn't happen that way. The child first exists within the mother for nine months. It means first the child is a detail in the mother. And eventually the child becomes a, an entity onto its own. But even after the child becomes an entity onto its own, until the child is about six years old, the child is always hanging around mom, needs the mother all the time. And there's a certain time when the child kind of gets his own independence and he can go on his own. But until that age, the child is very much developed. So if we take a look at the sequence of emotion from intellect, we find that that's where emotion is. First, when you, when you first started learning, I'm going to use Hasidus. When anybody over here started learning Hasidus for the first time and you were first exposed to it, it was purely intellectual. There's no emotion there. You don't even know what it is. Why should you want this? So you heard things and you listen. But as you're learning about it, in the midst of hearing that first class that turned you on, you can't really say you're, you have a passion for Hasidus, but there is an excitement. There's fireworks going off in your brain. You're saying, hey, this stuff is good. So you hear the difference? That's not, that's not emotion. That's not intellect. That's emotion. You see, as long as you're hearing the concepts and you're saying, wow, this, this is an interesting class. And you're going, you're, and then what? <laughs> Problem is when the fireworks go off too much in the middle of the class, then you're not even listening to the class anymore. You're just excited about the class. Right? No good. So we have to keep the emotions quiet. But that's what I mean is that the emotions begin festering. They begin to develop within the mother, within the intellect. Then after you heard a class like you learned Hasidus two or three times, you got enough information. The baby, in, the baby emotion developed already enough in the mind of the intellect, in the concept that this is good, then it created an emotion which is a general inspiration that you have for Hasidus. It's at, at any time I can come to you say, you want to learn? Yeah, I want to, I'm here. When is it? I'm here. Why? Because the emotion is already a full-fledged emotion. But first, in the initial stages, the emotions are are within the mother. The mother is the intellect. There's intellect and there is emotions. That's the, now, let's go back to what we said before. Intellect is called, what's intellect called? Intellect is called animal. In the general four-rung four or four-category four realm of existence, where there's four categories. So in the human being, in the human soul, what are the four categories? The intellect is the animal inside of us. Like we see by Chava. Chava is Bina. Chava is the mother. She's called Aim Kol Chai. And she's called Chava. The word Chava comes from the word Chaya. Life. 
She's the mother of all life, so you see she has the element of chai in her. Chai means animal. So she's animal. Intellect is animal. Emotions, we said before, what's the emotions? What's the character of emotions? They grow. They expand. Small emotion, big emotion. The, fire, the, the, the emotion flares up. You want to bring the waters? So the emotions become powerful emotions, mine. Oh, so now what do we have over here? We have intellect and we have emotions. And we see how the two of them are so locked together. Animal and plant are locked together. They're very close to each other. What does that mean? That plants emerge from the animal. If we're saying, are we following? If intellect is animal and emotions are plants, there's cups over there. Thank you so much. If intellect is, if intellect is, is animal and emotions are plants, and we're saying the emotions are a product of the intellect, if we're saying the emotions are a product of the intellect, they come from the mind. Thank you. They're a product of the mind. So you can understand how the Tzomeach and the Chai, the Tzomeach and the Chai are very, very closely related to each other. They're knit, they're, because one evolved from the other. That's why we find the interesting thing that animals were born body and soul together. Why were they born body and soul together? Because the Rebbe is going to now introduce a very powerful idea. That the soul of the animal, what's the real animal in the animal? I'm talking about physical animals. What's the real animal in the elephant? It's the soul of the animal. How about the body of the animal? The body of the animal is not, is not, is not really called animal. The body of the animal is on the level of Tzomeach, vegetation. Why? Because what's the nature of every body? It grows from small to big. It grows from small to big. So the body of the animal is, on which, is, is, is from which level? From Tzomeach, plant. The, the soul of the animal is from which level? From animal. And we just explained now in the spiritual dimension, what's animal and plant? Intellect and emotion. Intellect and emotion are linked with each other. One flows from the other. Wherever your intellectual understanding is, so will be the excitement. The emotion is a reaction to the, co to the cognition of the mind, to the understanding. One, the, one calls for the other. It's almost like cause and effect. The intellect is a cause for the emotion. So when the animal's soul comes down into the world, it causes a body to come along with it. It's almost like it triggers the body. When God planted elephant souls into this world, they triggered automatically a body to be able to receive them. A big body, an elephant body. And the giraffes brought forth, the soul of the giraffes brought forth, because it's a different type of an intellect. Every, let's, put, let's look at it this way. This is a great way of seeing it. This is just, it just occurred to me right now. All the animals, every animal is a different idea. It's a different concept. It's not just animals. Everything in this world are really ideas. Every animal is a different concept. 
strip it from its physicality and strip it from its materialism, an animal is a concept. Especially if we were to look at the whole world and see the interdependency, how, how everything is interlooped and interwoven, and in order for things to be, you need to have all the species because everybody's contributing something. Then you can kind of take away the external stuff and just look at the concept that's really happening here. Each one represents a certain whatever. I'm not even talking about the spiritual concept of the ideas. I'm even just talking about the physical program, how each one is bringing in different, different, different energies or different things to be able to keep a balance within creation. Is that what I'm saying? So now, if we take a look and we see all animals as a concept, when God dropped all these concepts into these worlds, every concept calls for, if you really, if you appreciate a concept, it, call, it calls for an emotion to go along with the concept. What's the emotion that goes along with the concept? Some kind of an excitement. If it's a, eh? so some kind of, that's the body. The body, the body of the animal, that's the, because what you said before, body is equivalent to emotion. And the soul is equivalent to the intellect. If we're going to say, again, let's go back to that. We, 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 we took the four elements, we stripped them from their physical, and we looked at them in their pure spiritual conceptual idea. The four elements are Chachma is Yud, is, 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 is human, um, Bina is, is Chai, um, uh, uh, the Ze'er Ampin, the emotions, they are Tzomeach, plant, and, and letters... Osios, Malchus, uh, that's, uh, that's domain, inanimate. And once we've accomplished that, now, if that's the case, now let's take a look at, at physical animals. The spirit, the, the, the nefesh of the animal is the real animal of the animal, so that corresponds to the world of intellect. I'm not talking about, I'm not saying animals are very super intelligent, that's not the issue, that's not the idea. But it corresponds, the soul of the animal is derived from the world of intellect. The body of the animal is a tzomeach, and that, 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 I don't, that we all understand. It's, it's, it's a veg, it, it, it first starts as tiny and small and it grows. So it's, it's like a plant, it's growing. If tzomeach is equivalent to the world of emotion, so then we can say that when God created the ideas of every animal, the souls of every animal, Every animal, by its very definition, caused a body to come along with it. Just like every intellect, every idea causes an emotion. So the bodies of the animal automatically emerged together with the what? Like cause and effect with the soul. Soul and body were together, came together. Because one level is very linked up with the other. But now, let's take a look at the human body and the human soul. And see over here, these two could not come together. Because these two are so separated, they, they don't have any, any connection. One doesn't, it's not cause and effect. One does not in any way relate to the other. Why? What's the human body, we spoke earlier, is, was the only body that was created without a soul. But here's another secret about the human body. The human body simply is coarser than everything else, other than the fact that it was created without a soul. We said before that every body is a tzomeach, 
All bodies are tzomeach because they grow. Now our bodies grow also, just like animals. We, be, we're, we start off as little babies and we grow like animals. But this is something he doesn't say in the mimer here, but that's was the gem that I saw in this mimer that made me so happy. That's the way we are today, but that's not the original human body. The original human body was a body that never grew. Because the original human body, Hashem created Adam Arishan in full size. So his body was just a clump of earth without any vegetation, without any growth in that body. The growing happened only the second generation, not in the first generation. So the, the original human had a body that was pure, inanimate mineral, no, no element of tzomeach to it. That's the human body. Now let's, and what does it correspond to? Let's go into the soul. What does it correspond to? The mineral, the inanimate, what does it correspond to? We said before, in the human soul, what's the mineral? The letters, fixed letters. So now let's try to figure out what's the relationship. This is a little bit of a, of a, of a elegant, refined idea. It's, it's not always so, but, but it's not too hard to understand. Follow. We said before that if I have an appreciation of something intellectually, I study something and I learn something, what eventually is going to happen? I'm going to get some kind of a feeling. If I, if I really connect myself to it, I'm going to get some kind of a feeling to it. Either I'll like it or I'll hate it or I'll just say, you know what, it's not exciting at all, it's boring and I'm not interested in it. Okay, fine, it's also a reaction. So the, re the reaction towards, right, so every intellect, every understanding of something calls for some kind of an emotion. So you see how one leads into the act. That's the mother will create a child, the emotion. Fine. Now let's take it a little further. At some point, words come into being. Where the words happen, in the intellect there is words, and in the emotion there are words. There are letters. There are literal, the emotion is not, the love is not words. The love is, an, is, is a feeling. But then you convey that love in saying, I love you or whatever else, words of love that you're saying, or words, those letters, where do they come from? Now, the emotion, the excitement, if you take intellect, you take ideas and you put it into your soul, and you let those ideas sit, after a little while, it will start bubbling. The bubbling is the excitement. And the, the bubbling is going to come naturally from the intellect, will come the bubbling, will come the excitement, and it makes sense. A new idea should create some kind of an excitement. But does excitement create words? What's words? I'm talking about the, the, very, very, the very substance of the letters. Where do they come from? Whom? You'll say, yeah, usually if you're excited, you talk. I know that, that the natural thing is when you're excited, when a person is not excited, they're quiet. If they're excited, you'll bubble and you'll talk. But, let, but, but let's understand something. I, I understand how intellect should create an emotion, but how does an emotion create the malchus, the next stage, the words? So Hasidus and Kabbalah says, the Ze'er Anpin, the emotions, do not create the words. Not only that, the Bina, the intellect, doesn't either create the words. Letters are not created, it's not like the, 
It doesn't make sense. Letters, words are just fixed blocks. It's almost like the letters are not coming from you. You're going outside of yourself and you're borrowing words so that you can put, you can put, you can put your energy into it. You, the emotions are not creating them, but where are these letters coming from? I'm just using this lines just to say, when I'm saying, when I'm saying you're borrowing the letters, please only hear that for 30 seconds and then forget like, that I ever said that in my life. Because I don't mean that. What I mean to say is, I'm just using that as a metaphor. It's as if you go and you say, you know what, I, I, have, all these, I have all these stuff inside of me and I need vessels to store them. Where am I gonna store all of this? Let me go to the container store and buy vessels. When you have stuff in your house, do the stuff produce the vessels? The containers? If you have, you have a, whatever it is, you made a lot of cupcakes. And you need to store it in the freezer because you have nothing to do with the cupcakes now. No one's going to eat up all the cupcakes. So you have to get freezer bags. Do the cupcakes... If you're going to sit there and wait, are the cupcakes going to evolve into freezer bags? Are they? Are cupcakes going to evolve into freezer bags? Or to produce, are the cupcakes going to create freezer bags? No, freezer bags, you have to go to Smart and Final and pick up your freezer bags. Oh, the same, is all, that's all I want to illustrate over here. Letters do not come from emotions. You have excitements and you want to put them into something so that you can share it with others or file it in your file. The letters do not come from the emotion. The thing is, you don't have to go get the letters from Smart and Final. Where do you get your letters from? You have a special, you have a special source in your soul that's unrelated, and hear this very carefully, it's unrelated to the intellect, and it's unrelated to the emotions. There's a whole sequence of energy flowing here. Intellect and emotions. But when it comes to the next stage that you need letters, you can't create it from the intellect and the emotions do not create letters. You have to go to your special smart and final store inside your soul and pick up the letters. God has enabled that the soul itself has 22 different forms of letters which are just embedded in the soul of man. These letters, essential core letters that are just there, and you use those containers to, to store your stuff into those letters. But the letters are not a product of the intellect. And the proof the Alter Rebbe uses in this mimer that the letters are not a product, they don't evolve from the intellect, is for a simple, or emotions, is for a simple thing. You use the exact same Aleph base or alphabet. Aleph base and alphabet is really the same thing because the same letters we have in Hebrew, we have in other languages. It's just that different, they're called different names. But they're the same 22 letters. Like there's the H sound, ah, and there's the B, and there's the, and all, it's just different names. Okay? So you have 22 letters. You use the same 22 letters to express ideas that are completely contradictory to each other. A person who is the highest, deepest believer in God can give a speech. After that, the biggest apostate, atheist, or agnostic can get up and give a speech. They're both using the same 22 letters.
You can give, you can, you can have your deepest love, powerful feeling of love and kindness and goodness. Then you can have a moment the next day, you can have like unbelievable hate and anger and wrath and whatever. And in both cases, you'll have words that you're saying. You're not saying the same words. The difference is in the combination of the letters, how you're setting the letters up. But you're using the same letters. You're using the same storage containers. It's like you can store in the fridge, in the, in, in the fridge, you, you, in the freezer, whatever, you can store cheesecake. And you can store, um, uh, I don't know, uh, I'm talking about something very spicy and hot. What's like, oh, like, oh, like, oh. what? Jalapenos, yeah, I'm looking for a, like a dish made out of it. Oh, pizza's not too hot. I'm talking about like a burn, the opposite of sweet, like something sharp and very, very, you can, you can store the, why? Because the bag didn't evolve from the cheesecake. And the, it's a separate entity, other, and that's why you can use the same thing. Just re, and sometimes, just one tiny little switch in the letters, a smallest little switch in the letters and the letters that you use, the tiniest little change, and you're conveying two opposite ideas completely. The, the, the muscle he uses in the mimer is you can convey the word oneg. What does oneg mean? Pleasure. And then you can take the same letters, change them around, you get the word nega. Nega, nun gimelai, in the same three letters. And what do you have? It means pain, suffering, affliction. Another one. You can use the word pesha. Pesha means rebellion, sin, crime, criminal activity is pesha. Change the, 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 the shin and put it in the front, you get the word shefa. Shefa means a flow of blessing. The same letters. With emotion, you can't do that. Each, each idea has its unique emotion that matches it. Because the emotion is derived and comes from the, the, the intellectual idea. But the letters are fixed entities that you just use. And you can, use, you can pour any aspect into these letters. They're not... That's the reason why... Now, if the human body... Watch this. If the human body is on the level of domain, so it's, it's like the letters, like domain, what's inanimate, we said before, letters are inanimate, they're fixed entities. The human body, is, as we said before, the human body is the only body that doesn't have growth. Today, yeah, but the initial human body didn't have any growing, it was just a fixed body. It was an inanimate. We can understand why the, the, the soul was not created together with it because they're strangers the body and the soul now here's the thing even the animal body i'm sorry even the animal soul even the soul of a of a lion or the soul of a monkey or the soul of any creature which is an animal could not connect and could not attach itself to what to a human body why because they're, they're foreign to it. They're not like, let's go back. They're not like body and soul of an animal that are very deeply related. They're brothers or brother and sister. 
or mother and child because they're, they, they, one evolves from the other because intellect and emotion evolve from each other. They go hand in hand. Body and soul of animal are hand in hand. Here you have a skipped level. I don't know if, you, I don't know if people are getting what I'm saying over here. Here you have a skipped level. You have doimein, you have uh, uh, medaber, thank you. You have medaber, the, the, the human, you have the chai, you have the tzomeach, and you have the domain. Here you're trying to take the chai, the spirit, and you're trying to connect it to the domain. There's a middle, there is a disconnect, there is a distance. Let alone if you want to take the human soul. The human soul is not only the chai, the human soul is the medaber, is the yud from the Shem Havaya. Not only the even the hay can't connect. Again, he's trying to explain here the whole time why the human body could not be created simultaneously with the soul. And he's saying is a simple, he's saying a, a deep answer, but the answer is that the two of them are unre, the two of them are very distant from each other. They're inherently far from each other. It's not by animals it makes sense that they're emerged together. Because they're both coming. One is intellect, the other is emotion. Intellect and emotion grow together. Come, come. Human body, that's already like, that's just plain material, it's plain matter, it's plain physical, limited stuff. It's very, very limited, very, 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 very physical, very earthy, just like speech, just words, clumps of stuff. Not, that, doesn't, that doesn't evolve from the spiritual sources. So really, what should happen is, so now we understand why the body came out on its own, it did not come with a soul. But then we got to ask a question. Hold it. So why does Dafka this low body get not just a soul, but get the highest soul? The soul of, of, of the human, which is even higher than the soul of the animal. It's even higher than the intellect. The answer is Dafka the highest comes down to the lowest. But you see the way the order it was created was that they were not created together. That demonstrates that... The, that they're not hanging out together because they have a relationship. That's what we have to realize. The human being's body and soul are absolutely total opposites. They couldn't have been more farther than each other. It's not that they're together because they have a connection. All other creatures in the angelic world, angels too, body and souls of angels, animals with their spirits, all make sense that they, ha- that they, 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 they connect to each other because the levels are not far from each other. Quite to the contrary, one produces the other. So they come out together. The human body and the human soul couldn't be farther than each other. But precisely because of their distance, that's why they connect. All other cr- creatures, their relationship of body and soul is because of their similarity. Because they're close. But by the human beings, because they have no whatsoever, no relationship, that's precisely what the whole point is. The highest of the high coming down on the lowest of the low. So now let's, let, 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 let's go read it inside over here a little bit. I, went, I, 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 I explained very much of what he says already outside, but let's see inside. We're holding over here six lines from the beginning of the Mimer. The letters, they are the domain. She'ein behem gidl, they have no growth. Va'amidois and the midois and b'chines tzomeach. The emotions, they are the tzomeach. She'ein ha'espailos ketana, a small, a small excitement, b'tchilosa, which is at the beginning very small. Mislaheves achakach will later become very excited. 
will become a blazing fire. That's why he's just saying why emotions are compared to tzomeach. Why emotions are compared to plants. Because it's small and big. But where does it come from? Where does, where does an emotion come from? It's just like a plant. Where does a plant grow from? From the earth. And when the plant grows from the earth, where was the plant? First it was included in the earth, kind of, and then it comes out. The same is also the emotions emerge from the intellect. And they emerge from the intellect. Just like the physical plant, was first hidden and, and uh, concealed in the earth. And afterwards it just emerges out into the revealed on the outside. So to the midos. First they are included and concealed in the intellect. How my lead on that gives birth to them. And afterwards they emerge out into the open to a revealed state. And in the mashal, now whenever something is first in its source and then it comes out, what does that show? That the two are deeply related. One is, you're actually me. You're, you're, you're created within me and then you're just going out. There's a very deep connection between source and the thing that came out, between cause and effect. They're very they're deeply connected. And as we try to apply that to the upper realms, to the Hamalchus nikridomeim, the malchus, which is the, the words of God, is called domeim, the inanimate. Vizod and the Zeir Anpin, which are the six emotions of the world of Atzilus, Shuhu Amidois, which are the Midois, Nikrit Tsoimeach, they are called Tsoimeach plant. Why? Vahainu Shetsoimeach, that they grow, Min Eimeyelah, from the supernal mother, Shuhu Pchinas Hasechola Elyon, which is the supernal intellect. It's God's intellect that produces God's emotions. Now the intellect is called Chai. Shenikra Beshem Chai. The intellect, Bina, is called Chai. Chava is the mother, Chava is Bina. What is it say? She's the mother of all living. It's interesting, even though from the mush, from the Pasuk he's deriving, it almost it doesn't imply that Chava is 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 Chai. Chava is animal. She's the mother of all animal. It would seem to imply that the Ze'eranpin is called animal. But he had already established that the Ze'eranpin is called Tsomeach, it's called plant. So we so She's called the mother of all chai. The word chai applies to her herself. She is chai. She is animal. Vagama chachma and even chachma. Now, even though chachma is really the human, which is higher than the than the than the than the bina, which is animal. In the sequence of the four letters of God's name that's in the soul or in the spherot, the chachma is already referring to a human, the medaber, the highest. But that he's going to explain later in the Mimer. Now, and he's going to distinguish later between two levels of Chachma. There is the Chachma as it is a source for Bina. That means the part of the Chachma that's like really intellectual. That part of the Chachma is included in the animal side because in general, intelligence is called animal. The innermost of Chachma, which is higher than understanding, it's like just the flash that's we don't even understand at all. It's the inner power to, to see something. To, to That's called medaber. But he's not mentioning that now. We're going to get to that later.
וגם החוכמה נקרא חיה, and חוכמה is also called חיה, so what is he just showing you? That intellect in general is called animal. כדכסיב החוכמה תחיה, that החוכמה gives life, which means לשון of חיה. ונמצא comes out, שהצומח עם החי, that the plant together with the animal, הם סמוכים זה לזה, they are close one to each other, בלי דילוג והפסיק מדרגה אחרת, אמצעיס, there's no intermediary between them, because from the chai comes the tzomeach, from the bina comes the ze'eranpim, from the intellect comes the emotions. Direct. There's no, there's no, one evolves in the other. And they are unified. And they, can, and they cleave one to each other. This is who they are. In the beginning, the tzomeach was included completely in the chai. Now that's a little hard. The tzomeach was, in, in, in the world of intellect, we understand that. That emotions are included in the, in the intellect. But in the physical, in this world, we don't see trees being included in animals. Quite in the contrary, the animals eat the trees or eat the vegetation. We don't see bunny rabbits being created by, by, by grass. It's, or you don't see that, it's, that animals first are living, are come out from trees. If we say that tzomeach is a product from the chai, then all tzomeach should come. But the truth is, in the mimer over here, he does say something. He doesn't say it here, but over there he says something interesting. If we say that the body is tzomeach and the soul is the chai, we find that the tzomeach comes from the chai. Why? Because in every animal, or even in the human today, which the human, we said before, the human body today is similar to the tzomeach, is that we find that even before the body starts growing, the soul, which is the animal side of the, of the body, again, I, I know this is a little confusing, because we're talking about different things. And we're... In an animal itself, the soul of the animal is the animal of the animal, and the body of the animal is the tzomeach of the animal. Now, do we ever find a state that the tzomeach is first included, is the, the animal, the, the tzomeach, the vegetation element, is first included in the chai? Just like emotions are first included like a baby, like a fetus in their mother. Do we ever find that? So he says a, a vart, a tiny little vart, which I think is, is that, which explains that, is that when you're born, right in the beginning, the power of physical growth, of expanding the body, is in the soul. It's not in the body. And then the soul kind of expands the body. So you see the power of the tzomeach, the power of the tzomeach is first inside the chai before it expresses, in the neshama of the animal, before it expresses itself in the body of the animal. That's the closest I got to explanation on this idea of where do you see that the tzomeach in the physical, in the spiritual, I understand how emotions are first included in intellect. When you learn something, already in your mind, in the intellect, you're beginning to stir the emotion. That I understand. A fetus but how it translates into physical plant and animal, we don't really see it. Okay. But in any case, which was included in the Chai. Which is the idea of the fact that the emotions are concealed. They are in a state of impregnation or in a state of a fetus inside the intellect. Kivlad, like a child, like a, like a fetus. Hatsofun, that is hidden. Bebetena, aim, in the womb of the mother. 
the Yerech Imayu. That's why halachically we say that the baby is considered the thigh of the mother, meaning it's still like a, her, a part of her body. The baby is not a separate entity. The baby is the mother. Okay? Till the baby is born. Mamish. And, and, and not only do they have an attachment in the beginning while the baby is being formed, but even after the baby emerges to become a whole little menchula onto his own, right, he becomes a whole little mensch, he's still very dependent on his mother. Right? He needs the mother all the time for the milk, for whatever. Take care of him. They still need the mother. Whether in the days of nursing, and what does it mean spiritually? Even after you produce a, a, a full emotion in your heart, the emotion constantly needs to be fed milk from the intellect. The intellect has to constantly re-justify the emotion. And this is its sustaining power. And therefore, since spiritually, intellect and emotions are so deeply interwoven and connected to each other. So therefore, when that translates itself into creation in the physical world, what do you see? So too, when God now implemented or, trans, or, or, or impressed that, transmitted this idea into the physical, when God said, let the earth give forth living souls, the body of the animals and their soul, the body of the cow and the soul of the cow, which they, as we spoke earlier, they are the veg- vegetation, which is the body, and the chai, which is the soul of the animal, came out, unified, from the earth. The reason is because they are smuchen, they are close, and they unify one with each other, also in their spiritual source, as we said before. Which isn't the case with the inanimate. The inanimate is dif- distant from Chai. Why? If we go, because it's Tzomeach interrupts. What do we mean? If, if you take a look at animal, between animal and a stone, there's a, mill, there's a middle level, and that's plant. So, so the soul, which, even if the human soul would be the same like a hippo soul, or like any other animal soul, like an animal soul, it still would not be able to match up with a physical, with a human body, because the human body is a body of domain, and domain and chai don't go together. There's a Tzomeach in the middle. Especially if the human soul is not even chai, it's medaber. How does it? How is it going to connect with the body? Valderech Marshall, and he gives the example for that distance. Letters, as I spoke earlier, letters don't evolve from emotions. Especially not to the intellect. to the intellect. See, it's a very subtle thing for most of us. Don't think about it. We, we, we take it for granted that the moment I have an idea, I have words for it. But the Rebbe, who's so, who's so subtle, is analyzing, hey, where did those words come from? I understand if I have an emotional reaction and excitement, I understand that the idea calls for that. But these chunks, these words, where do these words come from? How was it produced in my psyche? 
Where did these letters come from? It's like it's such an amazing thing that, that besides in Hasidus, I don't think psychology or philosophy has ever really researched the concept of words, of where they come from in the soul. It's like such a, it's like such a normal thing that when we think, we think with words, but like where are these letters? What are they? And everybody uses the same letters. I, I wonder if there's anything written on it outside of Hasidus. It would be really, really interesting to me if a study is done on the concept of where we're... I'm not talking about speech therapy. That, that all has to do with the physical pronunciation of it. I'm talking about in thought, there are letters. Anybody have a question where, the, where these letters are from? What? I know that Hasidus talks about it. I'm wondering if psychology or anybody who's a thinking person has ever noticed this question even. And Hasidus talks about it. Someone says, hey, where do the letters come from? And it's not like it's justified that the emotion creates, because then a sharp emotion, an intense emotion, should create its own set of letters that are different than a sweet emotion. It should be a different kind. Just like the emotions are different, the letters should be different. Yet we use the same letters. And the same is also the ideas. Everybody uses the same letters. The holiest thought and the and the and and the and the and the and the, and the most uh, impure thought also use the same letters. Uh, as we said before, it can be the greatest brilliance. It can be the biggest stupidity. It can be the it can be the it can be the the most the the, the greatest deepest kabbalistic secrets, and it can be the it can be the biggest junk. They're using the same letters. So what is that showing you? They don't have any shaykhs to the intellect. They're not like midos shehem be'erech. They are in comparison with sug korav emaseichel. They are close to the intellect. It is fitting that there should be an excitement from the intellect. According to one's intellect, the person's emotions, ish is the emotions, is, 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 is excited. That's why one is close to the other, as we said before. So what he's basically saying, intellect and emotions translated into the physical realm is the soul and the body of animals. That's the vegetation, that's the animal, they come out together. But the letters, they're not an evolving element coming from the intellect or from the emotions. They are an entity onto their own. They are literally physical. When I say physical, it means that they are very limited. They're fixed. They're not, because letters of thought, you can't really say they're physical. But what he means physical is they're fixed. They're not like an idea that's full of energy. It's a fixed, whatever. It's a fixed vessel. They have no relationship at all to the substance of intellect. And therefore, the body of man. Which, which is this idea of letters of domain. Which was which 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 was which represents this domain element. That's why the body itself was a silent entity. Vagolem means a corpse. was created as it is. Beloy nefesh hachiyunis without a vivifying soul. Kiloyachla nefesh hachaya klal is chaberimoy because the because the soul of an animal which represents the intellect can't attach itself to it. Amnam achak. That's until it was created. 
and, and the actual creation. But after it was created, then Hashem goes and puts a neshama into the body. What kind of a neshama? Not a neshama of an animal, but a neshama of a human. Afterwards, and again, not because one is close to the other, the opposite, because it is so far from the other. Was enclosed in it, the soul of man. And even though the soul of man is so much loftier, it is a medaber, it is a speaking soul. Which is even higher, it's even higher than the chai. And if the chai can't match up with this clumsy body, how can the medaber? But the answer is, that's the way a dafke is. Something that's in a lower level, something that's low, which is the soul of the animal, which is, even though it's lofty, but it's considered, within the lofty, it's considered low. Cannot descend and cannot lower herself, shum, into the physical body of the human. It can only go into the, the body of an animal. It can't go into the body of a human. Because the body of a human is too coarse for the soul of an animal. But only someone who's very high. And only he can descend so low. What kind of guf? That's from the inanimate. That's the lowest form of existence possible. That's in the lowest level. Nislapsha was enclosed in Nefesh HaMedaberes, a speaking soul, HaGvoya Makulam, that's higher than all. Masha Enkein Bitzomeach, which isn't the case in the plant. Shaloy Nislapsha, which is the body of the animal. Tzomeach is what? The body of the animal, that's from the vegetative world, not from the, not from the mineral world. Oh, it got a soul, but it only got a soul, a lower soul. Rak Nefesh Achaya, only the nefesh of Achaya. Because it's not so low, and it got something that's related to it. It got something that naturally attaches to it. Raksha oisaha nefesh. But that nefesh, which is the nefesh of an animal, yotza ke'echodem aguf, emerge together with the body. Because they, because they essentially belong together. Uh, one produces the other. Avobidomim, but bedidomim enoikim. Initially, they were two separate realms existing as far from each other as possible. And then God does magic and he unifies them. That's why we say that it says when we make uh, the blessing after, the, after, we, after we use the, the bathroom, we say a bracha and we say, that God does wonders. What's the wonders? And the commentaries on the bracha in, in Shulchan Aruch, the wonder of attaching the body to the soul. The soul to the body. It's a wonder. It doesn't make any sense. The distance that there are between them is like, is, 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 is absolute. Um, and, and, and this was illustrated by the fact that they were not created together. The, 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 the Adam was not created immediately alive. He was created first as a corpse and then later the was blown. Afterwards, nislap shaboy, it was enclosed in him. Ubir calls that to understand this a little better. In Yuvan, he's going to explain this. He used the animal thing. Now he's going to use it in the spiritual animals. He's going to explain the same concept, 
But the difference as it is between, just like now we differentiate between animals and humans, now he's going to explain the difference between angels, which are also animals, they're spiritual animals and humans. Angels have the same thing. Angels have a body and they have a soul. But their body and soul are not far from each other. There's, they're, they're, let me put it this way. <laughs> the angels' bodies are not so physical. And the angels' souls are not so spiritual. So they're neither. They're not, they're, their soul, which is a spiritual entity, is not that grandozy spiritual. And their bodies, which is physical, is not so intensely physical. It's a shvacha physical and a shvacha spiritual. So therefore, they can easily combine to each other. Because they're... They, but, the, but, but the human, the body is so coarse and the soul is so high. That's the same idea. Between angels and souls. Because for the angels, the angels, the malachim are called the beasts, ubehemos and animals, kumoshekasov. Like it says in the Merkava, pene arye alayamin, the face of the lion is to the right side. Pene shor mahasmoil, the face of the ox is to the left side. The hemukavim gam came a gufenefish. And even the malachim, and the malachim, they're animals, they also have a body and they have a soul. The nikra, and it's called chaymer vitsura. Chaymer is their. Material, tzura is the image, which is the concept, the idea of the angel. Kamoi b'nei adam, the same like people. Rak shehefesh b'neiem, the difference between them is, the b'nei adam, between the angels and people, who shegufam ruchni yoiser, their bodies are more refined. Kamoi shekosav, a Ramban, like the Ramban, Achman, that he says, al pasuk oisem alach of ruchais. On the pasuk where it says, Hashem makes his malachim spirits or wind, Mesharsa of his attendants, Eish Lohit. His attendants are flaming, blazing fire. So the Ramban says, Shemeruchnius Shnei Hayesoidois Elu. Pay close attention to these words. From the spiritual element of these two elements. So, number one, we're only dealing with two elements, not four elements. We know everything in this world is made up of four elements fire, wind, water, and earth. In the Malachim, they're only made up of their bodies, are only made up of the two elements, fire and water. Sorry, fire and wind. Which, first of all, amongst the four elements, the fire and the wind are the most, the lightest of the four elements. As opposed to water, which is really more substance, and earth, which is even more physical. Okay? So they're made up, so they have already an advantage. They're made up of fire and wind, which is only two, not four and only the lighter of the, The next advantage, it's not fire and wind the way we experience them, which is already more of a substance. Very, it's, the, it's the spiritual element of fire and wind that makes up their bodies. That's why it says that in the Pasuk. Mesharsov ruchos, they're made out of ruach. Mesharsov eish, fire. Eish veruach na'asagufesamalach, and that creates the bodies of the malach. Yesh mehem, there are those of them there are those of them whose bodies are more from the Ruach element. Like the camp of Michael, Michael. And then there are those that are from fire. Gavriel, like the camp of Gavriel. That doesn't mean that Gavriel is pure fire and Michael is pure water. Michael is kindness, so he's water. Gavriel, 
it's that primarily the composition of most of it is, is fire by Gabriel with a little bit of water mixed in him and the composition of Michael not a little bit of water a little bit of, 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 of wind mixed in him and Gabriel is prime I'm sorry Michael is primarily wind and a little bit of 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 a fire mixed in him which is in the case of the bodies of people and Megashmias every word is important here first of all it's from the physical realm of the of the of the elements not the spiritual and from all four from the four that's why we have such heavy bodies um, that keep on dragging us down towards ego and self-centeredness and it's so hard for us to submit to get out of ourselves because we have this heavy like constant pull into somethingness and the more spiritual things are the more they draw into their source the more the more they sense source the reason for this hold it so why do the angels luck out why were they so lucky that they got these spiritual bodies and so I might ask hey where can I get such a body why do I have my body I would like to have one of those bodies can we exchange them for the bodies of the angels we need to have our bodies oh so now he explains the reason why they were given spiritual bodies is as follows in every he's going to say something extremely extraordinarily special and that is in every level of existence in all in all of creation there is a constant clash between two forces and the two forces that are in constant tension with each other and that's necessary for creation to exist the two forces that are in constant clash with each other is ayin and yesh ayin and yesh are constantly clashing with each other ayin and yesh ayin means nothingness and yesh means something and there has to be a constant balance between ayin and yesh what do we mean by that um if if ayin takes over and ayin becomes just everything then everything gets swallowed back up and nullified in god and there's no creation ayin means you send source and you recognize god and you just everything is just pops back into its source and everything is nullified in the infinite light of god everything recognizes that god is the only reality and bloop all of existence disappears in Hashem. that's if the ayin gets a little too strong Similar to when we speak about so many times on Hasidus that you're not supposed to have too much rutzo, too much racing. Because when you race, like Nadav and Aviyu, kaputo. You feel God, you lose sense of self, you stop being a creation, and you become Him, then God has no creation to be a king over. On the other hand, there is Yesh. What's Yesh? If Yesh gets too strong, what's Yesh? Yesh is beingness. Now, the nature of beingness is what? That it just wants to be. And then it becomes more and more and more into himself, into itself, into until the creation becomes completely disconnected from the creator. And it just becomes a, a, a something unconnected, disconnected from God, no purpose for it to exist. And the truth is it can't even exist either because if it doesn't have a connection to source, what's going to give it its existence? It cuts itself off. It suffocates itself in its own density. 
See what I'm saying? It becomes so dense and so full of itself till it has no life left because it just suffocated in, in its own in its own thickness. It, was, it thickened itself and thickened itself and thickened itself till, till it thickened all spirit that's there that there's no more spirit left so I can't live anymore. Follow what I'm saying? So yash is can't, yash on its own. What's the purpose? The purpose is it should be, it should be a proper balance. There should be yash, there should be enough sense of our existence and our identity, but we should be bottle to, to bottle Tashem. We should recognize God, surrender our egos to serve Him. We feel ourselves, but yet we surrender. And that's called bittel hayesh. We're somebody, we have a yesh, but we're bottle to Him. That's the, and that's the purpose of creation. Now, in every, in every creation, in every being, the soul of that creature or that being, the soul, the energy, is what, sense, is what, is what introduces the ayin, the bitl, like in our lives. Which part of us is, 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 um, is uh, suggesting or inspiring or or, or, uh, or, or um, generating bittle, our body or our soul? Who wants to eat and, and, and who wants to dava mincha? The soul wants to dava mincha and the body wants to eat. So the body says, I am. The soul says, God is. So there's a constant thing. Now, the way the Ebershter wants it is that the soul should dominate over the body, that the ayin should always be stronger than the yesh. Now, we don't want it to be total, 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 total ayin. As we said earlier, total, total ayin, there's no body left and there's no purpose to a creation. God didn't want that. So there has to be a proportion always between yesh and ayin, but the yesh should always be subservient to the ayin. So now, the way God sets up the creation is that he has to make sure that body and soul are compatible. That means that if you're going to have a very, very, very dense body, then you, then you have to give it a very, which is a very yesh, which is a very, very powerful yesh, you'll have to give it a very, very, very strong source of iron to bring this, this yesh, digo body, to a state of surrender to God. If the soul's ayin is not strong enough to overcome the yesh of the body, then the, the, the ego of the body, the selfishness of the body, then, then the, the body is going to rip the soul away from its surrender to God and turn the soul too into a body and into an ego, into an ego, egocentric being. And then forget it, this person has lost all hope. This, connect, this, this creature has become completely severed from its source. Is that what I'm saying? Oh, but also, if you're going to give two of a too powerful soul, two of a powerful iron for a very weak body, where the body is not so, where the body is not such a yesh, and you overpower him with a powerful, powerful iron, what's going to happen to this being? This being is going to melt into God so quickly, the iron is going to burn away all yeshes to the point that there won't be a creation left. And all you'll have, it's like, right? If you take a super mega soul and put it into a very refined body, then in one minute the person is going to become the biggest tzaddik, 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 and then they're going to go up to heaven like Hanoch. 
<laughs> They're not here anymore. The Pasik says that about Chanukh. He was such a tzaddik, tzaddik, tzaddik. Veinenu. He disappeared. What happened? He popped. So, that's because there was a kind of misbalance over there. Too much soul for, for you know, it's not, such a, it's not such a resisting body. So that's why God keeps it perfect. The malachim, whose bodies are, they, they don't have such big souls. They're ayin. Their power of, of feeling the source is not as strong as our power of feeling the source. Because their souls come from the more external realms. So they sense the divine, but not so powerful and not so strong. So they're given finer bodies. That that's just, just about enough bittal for them. But our bodies, a regular soul, uh, souls of the angels could not handle this body. That's what we see. When this, the, the, the souls of the angels went into the body of the human, they were completely corrupted. The soul itself became corrupted. So what happened? Hashem said, no, 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 no. For the human body, we're going to bring a very, 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 very deep and high soul. So there's going to be a powerful, powerful clash. And this is what creates the tension of our lives. This is what creates, this answers everything that we complain about in our lives, about the craziness of ourselves, the narcissist, the, 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 the what do you call it, uh, the, uh, the schizophrenia that we all have. It's because we, we have such a powerful soul and we have such a powerful body. And as I told you in the beginning, the Friedrich Rebbe writes, that Davke Hasidim and Davke, Davke, they have the coarsest bodies. You see it. You see it. Those that were merited to get Hasidus, go look at Hasidic communities. I'll show you an interesting thing. Go to any school. So you'll find like this. The more modern and lighter Yiddishkeit the school has, the better the kids are behaved. The better the kids behave. You start getting to the more, more religious schools, the more behavior problems you have. The more Hasidic the school gets, the more behavior problems there are. And if it's like a really, really intense Hasidic school, the kids are like monkeys all over the place. Teachers can't know what they do. That's the way it is. If you're going to get Hasidus, you're going to get all this powerful spiritual truths. They're going to give you a nice gesunter body to have to rein in a horse-like, you know, can handle it. If you show up to a horse stable, they right away ask, who has been, did you ride before? How many times did you ride the horse? You know, if they have a horse, a little bit of a troublemaker, they give it only to a seasoned rider, right? Uh, an amateur who hardly rode a horse is going to get a very, very good horse. Not going to make too much trouble. That's it. So now let's see it over here. Why were they given such spiritual spirit? The ultimate purpose for the Yishtalshalus of the world like it says, for my honor, Barasiv, I created it. I created everything for my honor, that even though there is a world, but the world should be bottled to me for my honor. The purpose of creation is that the yesh, the something should be bottled. This is the main idea of the world of Tikkun. We know that we're now in the Tikkun round. As opposed to initially there was the Tohu round. 
What was happening in the Tohu world? The world of chaos, the Tohu world. In the Tohu world that preceded this order, there was a mis... mis a, 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 was the word appropriation? I don't know if that's the right word. What's the word? Yeah, mis, yeah, misappropriation between the energy and the vessels. And that is that the, 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 the vessels were not fit for the, for the, for the, for the power of bittel. Put it this way, the, the oirois of tohu demanded such bittel and the kalim were not able to handle such bittel. So the kalim collapsed. Um, so, the oirois and the kalim have to be matched up perfectly. Oyer and Kaili are ayin and yesh. What makes yesh? What makes, what gives yesh somethingness? That's Kaili. That's the design of something. The, the oyer, the energy, is connected to source. The light, the energy, is, is, a, is a emanation of the Ein Sof, of God. So it senses the, it senses the source and all it wants is to go back into its source. It doesn't want to be a something. But once you have containers and vessels, the containers already are a something. They're already limited. They have design. They have, oh, so there is where there is already a subtlety of, of beingness other than the source, other than God. So these are the two counter forces. The oil cries, Enod Movado, and the body says, and the Kaili says, I'm something. The the oros are in a state of bittel. The yesh. The kalim are in a state of yesh. Chachma ubina. Chachma is also. It's chachma. It's bina. It's something. Chesed gevura. It's already something. And in the world of toyu, which was not the world that God intended, there wasn't a, a, a compatibility between the vessels and the lights. The yesh was not nichlal, was not surrendering itself and bottle to the ayin. The keli was not receiving the light, it was not surrendering. And that's why you had a problem. That's why it shattered. The main idea of tikkun is that the lights and the vessels should inter, should, should, should work together. And also to have kindness and gavura, which is the same idea really. Smaller the yamin are right and left, bittel and yesh all together. Where the yesh becomes bottle. Again, as we said before, you don't want to destroy the yesh completely because then there's no world, but you want the yesh to be surrendered, should have a sense of self. It's like a person, it's an example. It's like a person that knows their qualities. They know they have a quality of art they know they can sing they know they can dance but they don't become they don't become full of ego because of that they recognize that their power to sing and to this is all given to them by god and they recognize that they, they have they, so they have a little bit of yesh it's like a person i'm a nothing i'm a nothing i'm a nothing, I'm a nothing. That, that's no good they have a yesh they have, but they know that their yesh is complete is totally they, they, by them their soul is dominating over their body which the soul the spirit to know that it's all flowing from hashem Flowing into their container, fine. You want to have a little bit of yesh, but the yesh being bottled to the ayin. 
וגם המלוכים יש להם עבוד הזו. Now the malachim too have this conflict. Their bodies, like when the, the malachim finish singing to God, and you know they have choirs and someone has a solo, there's like for one split second that the malach thinks, hmm, how do you like that? Hey, it was good, hey? Imagine that. The malach sings our shtickle and he's thinking, yeah, he's thinking, I'm going realize how, how good that was. And, but then the malach, right away, the solo of the malach slaps him and says, it's with you. Feh! I don't even know if that's shaykh by malach. Probably not. But I'm just giving the... It's like in a subtle way, there is also ego problem there. You know, the malachim that get insulted, you know. <laughs> but in a way far subtler than the human being. So they have an avoid, the levatal hayesh v'haguf shalahem, to nullify their yesh in their body. Al yedei nishmasam, through their neshama. Shuhum ebchenas ayin. Their neshama is from the ayin. The neshama is a spirit from above, meaning an ayin, nothing. V'nilkechabat, even though their neshama is from the ayin realm, from the non-identifiable, from the non-substance, from the, from the energy that, 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 that's flowing from the pure ain't sof, but it's still from the chitzonius of the kalim, from the external part of the vessels. And therefore, even their ayin, their neshama is very limited ayin. It's not such a powerful ayin. Meaning it, it senses its source in a very limited way. But, but enough to overpower their what? Enough to overpower their subtle bodies, their subtle egos. But v'chein gam Yisrael, and the same is also the Jewish people, tzrichim levatel ha-yesh. We also need to be mevatel the yesh, shuhu aguf ha-gash mishalahem, which is our physical body. Al yedei nafsham elokis, through our godly soul, which we know our neshama itself doesn't need a tikkun. Shuhu ba'atzma eino tzricha tikkun, the neshama doesn't need tikkun. Lefi shuhu bebchenas ayin, the neshama is already in a state of ayin, it's a state of bitl to God on its own. And, we were, and not only that, the neshama was taken from the inner element of the vessel, which means from the vessels that are so unified with the source to the point that, it, that the neshamas have a really very powerful element of ayin to them. Which is much higher than the source from where the angels have been excavated. And therefore such a high neshama Yechoyel lahapech is able to convert to lichboish and to conquer gam guf gashmi, even a physical body that is so egotistical, even a physical body that has such a powerful um, resistance to bittel. which isn't the case with the angels. Ilu hoyalahem guf gashmi. If the malachim would have had a physical body, loyhoyu yechoyelim lahapchoy klal. They would not be able to convert it at all. And to be in a state of They would fall from their levels completely. Which is their neshamis are so high. That they have arisen in God's thought. That's how high they are. They're able to convert gam guv gashmi also a physical body. like the mashal, like an example, metaphor, meduras esh gedola, like a, a when you have a very big fire, it can shine its light to a farther place. A small fire can only give light to its nearby surroundings. Shemeir can far further yoisa more than a small one. 
so we see from here at least, the body and the soul of the Malachim are close to each other. And they came into being together. And that's also why Malachim are the same like animals, in that their bodies and souls were created together. They were created from the Shechina, which is Malchus of Kolchai. She's the mother of all living beings, Dibiyah. Of Bria Yetzir and Asiya, she created, as it says, when by creation, everything it says, ha'aretz, let the earth give forth uh, animals, let the earth give forth. What's the earth? The earth is the Shechina, called Eretz. So she is the mother, that's the level that creates all the, all the creatures in the three lower worlds, Bria Yetzir and Asiya, meaning even the spiritual beings, they were all created from the Shechina, and they were all created together, body and soul. Eretz means the supernal land, should give out the living all beings. They're the angels, they're called animals. They came out together. Their bodies and their soul. Because their bodies are like the tzomeach. We said before, they're only esh and ruach. Now, by the way, where do you see Tzomeach in Eish and Ruach? If we say the Malachim, their bodies are made out of Eish and Ruach. Eish and Ruach is not Tzomeach, it's Domeim. It's inanimate. So the Tzemach Tzedek adds one line over here. It's not over here in the Maimah, but in the other Maimah. He says like this, you see that in wind and in fire, you see both the nature of Tzomeach. First of all, wind rises, just like Plants rise. And that's why we use the word gasos haruach. What's gasos haruach? Someone who's, someone who's arrogant, who rises. So you see that wind has the nature of rising, just like a tzomeach. And fire is the one entity that is like a tzomeach and increases on its own. Fire is different. Water, if you have a certain substance, this water is not producing more water. Unless you get more water. But water itself is a fixed amount of water. Earth doesn't produce more earth. Earth is earth. Produce vegetation. That's a different story. But earth itself is earth. It doesn't produce more. Even wind doesn't make more wind. But fire, a small fire, becomes big. So you see the tzomeach element in the sun. So their bodies, which are made out of wind and, and, and fire, have are called tzomeach. Our bodies, however, are called domi. Uh, their bodies with their soul because the body which is the tzomeach their soul and their bodies are equivalent to each other they're not far um, like we spoke earlier that the tzomeach was included in the animal in a state of impregnation or a fetus. Now he's going to address the same idea, but even higher. Now the next piece, most of it I discussed already, so it's going to go very quickly. I, I, he's going to elaborate on the idea that I said earlier, that emotions are very much dependent on midas, are very much dependent on intellect, but domain, inanimate, words are like a separate entity and they don't come from from the intellect or the emotions, they have their own source in the soul. But he's going to explain it in the world of Atsilas. And basically what it means is like this. Bina 
is responsible for the Za'ir Anpin, for the emotions. And, and they're very much linked together. Malchus, which are letters, doesn't come from Bina. Malchus comes from Chachma. From its own source in the soul, much higher. The soul itself has the letters. It's not... That, that's the idea. We'll understand that also, even on higher levels. See, first he explained it in the human soul. First he's looking, he's, he's working his way up. See, he's explaining the whole cosmic... He's explaining the whole cosmic order over here. Do you realize? He started with the creation of animals versus the creations of people, the body, physical animals. Then he said that's because let's look into the human soul and we find how we have within ourselves, within our soul, the domain tzameach dachai, the medaber within us. And he explained the emotion. Then he went up to the angels and explained this idea in the angels. And now he's going up to the spheros and atzilus and explaining the same concept. That Malchus, which is the lowest, the He is connected to the Yud, which is the highest. Not because they're close, but because they're far. And Dafka, the farthest, the two farthest extreme, merge together. And by the supernal animals. Because just like this Malachim are called animals, in Atzilus they're also animals. You know who the animals are in Atzilus? The, the Midot of Atzilus, Chesed, Gevur, and Teferis are called animals. They're called animals that they're called chivinilah, they're supernal animals. Shehema avais, they're the avais. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, they're like the three animals. The lion, Avram is the lion. Yitzchak is the ox. And Yaakov is the eagle. So there's like a higher set of these three animals. Shehema avish, they are the chariot. In the world of Atzilus. Over here we're not dealing anymore with creations. We're dealing with attributes of God. Yet it all begins over here. Now, first, these three animals, which are the three emotions, Chesed, Gevurah, Teferes, were first included Gamkein, Bibet, and Emila. They were first in the womb of their mother in Bina. In the state of Ibor. And afterwards, they emerged to the revealed state, just like emotions emerge from the intellect. And even after they're born, they're in a state of nursing. Just like we said, a baby nurses from the mother, and emotions have to constantly be fed by the intellect to sustain the emotion. This is the idea of the, of the vegetable and the animal. Close one to the other. Where one is derived from the other, by a way of evolving energy, cause and effect. Which isn't the case of the inanimate. Malchus is the world of speech, letters. She is completely separated from them. And she's not drawn. She's not an evolving element where we should say that once you have intellect, then you have emotions, and automatically it makes sense from emotions or from, should come letters, should come words. It doesn't work that way. Like the emotions emerge from the intellect. Because from Chachma and downwards until Malchus, not including Malchus, he's going to say that in a moment. From Chachma and downward, comes things evolve, cause from effect. From the Chachma comes the Bina, from the Bina comes the emotions. Afterwards come the Midos. 
until Malchus, but Malchus is not included. The coming of the being of Malchus. Which is the realm of letters, the word of God. Doesn't have any equality, doesn't have any kind of a relationship with that, with the, with the energies that are preceding it. Until it would be appropriate to say, that it should be, that she should, that these letters should come forth in a manner of cause and effect. Just like, but we don't say that, just like we see in our physical letters, we don't find in our human experience that our words should, be a, should, should evolve from our emotions and our intellect like we spoke earlier. They come from a much higher place. The letters, malchus, these letters come... Even though the letters themselves are the lowest, think about it. The letters are just fixed blocks, blocks of containers that are the lowest. You can't equate the, 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 um, the quality of a letter to a quality of an emotion, to a quality of an idea. A letter is just a, a dead thing. It's, just a, a, it's, it's, some, it's a container where you can store something or convey something. But yet, its source is very, very high. From the essence of the soul, in the soul itself is embedded these 22 letters God put into the soul, this power of these 22 letters. Even though, he says, what do you mean it's from the soul? It's coming from the throat. It's a very physical thing. Even though the letters Aleph, Ches, He, and Ayin, Mahagorin comes from the throat. Ah, doesn't mean, he says, don't ever mistake that it's really happening over here. It's being produced in your throat, in the mouth. No, these are, as we spoke many times, it's not like the movements of the mouth produce the letter. It's the opposite. The letter comes from somewhere in you that you don't even know where, and it makes your mouth move in a certain way to produce the letter. So I'm saying, the letter moves your mouth, not your, move, not your mouth creates the letters. We discussed in a different class, we're not going to go into that now. The letters come down and they, and they, in an amazing way, without any, any problems, they like enclose themselves in the five organs. This part in the jaw, right over here, is where this power of letters kind of manifests. It's amazing. It's a powerful, inner, deep power of the neshama, and it just manifests in this, in this tiny part of the face, the lower half of the face, boom, from here to here, is where that whole process of letters take hold, and boom, that's where the letters enclose themselves. But their root, Benefesh, is in the soul itself. As it is known, as explained in Tanya on the Pasuk Vayasdavachem, which we learned about it many times. And this idea that the letters are not produced by the intellect and they're not a consequence of the intellect or a consequence of the emotions will explain, will be illustrated by the idea. That's what we spoke about earlier. You can use the same letters for two completely opposite types of ideas. And all you have to do, I mean, obviously, it's not the same exact words because then those words are that idea, not this idea. All you have to do is just rearrange those letters, and you have, and, we, and I illustrated earlier, Pesha, rearrange the letters, you get Shefa. Nega, you get Oneg. Rakbashino Yatsarufim. All you do is to change it. You have to change just the combinations. 
Bagdomas ve'ichor When you just read, you scrabble the letters. You just take those very same letters and you you you, you combine them differently. It's not like oh, this is such sweet letters. Oh, these are such harsh letters. Same letters you use for sweet talk and harsh talk. Same letters. And it can be such a big change in the from completely different. It can be from fire to water. This is kindness and this is gavur. And the reason that why they can all use the same letters. Because the substance of the letters, they're not born from the intellect. They don't have any connection to the substance of the intellect. Actually, that we should say, that we should say that these letters have a relationship to this idea, Dafka, and in an opposing idea, I should need to get a whole different set of letters, just like it is in the emotions, that every idea has its own corresponding appropriate emotion. There is an intellect that is leans towards kindness, and therefore it produces a very kind emotion. And it's not, and that kind of intellect will produce only a, a, a kind emotion and not a harsh emotion. But then there is an, an intellect, there is idea, that is leaning towards a gavura, the discipline or something harsh. And it will produce that kind of an emotion. Because over there, the emotion is taka emerging and part of the intellect. It's like one thing. Like we said before, translate that into creation. The souls of animals and their bodies are really one. One is higher, one is lower, but they're one. They come together. The same is also above. God's letters, the letters of Malchus, they do not emerge from the Chachma Bina and the things. It has just like the Midois are drawn from Bina, we should say the emotions are also drawn. They don't work that way. They're not of the same quality. But nevertheless, because it has its own source and it's not connected to the previous, it has a higher quality. What's its higher quality? It gets to hang out with Chachma, not with Bina. That's the amazing thing. These letters that are so, on the one hand, so disconnected, so like unrelated to anything before, but precisely because they're unrelated to anything before, they're the ones that are chosen to be the, the seat for the highest powers of the soul, higher even than what can come into the intellect. They have an extra quality. They come, they come into being from even a higher source. Because only the higher powers of the soul are able, to, uh, um, are able to lower themselves down to produce such dead things like letters. Because it's so high, it's able to, it's able to limit itself into such thing like a gimel, a dalit, a thing that's so like lifeless because it's so high. Things that are lower will never be able to go down so low. To be able to create midas amalchus. That's what we always say. Malchus, she's rooted in chachma. And we said earlier, daddy's daughter. It's chachma who create who has a relationship to malchus. The son, the zeirampin, the emotions, they hang out with mom. They come from bina. 
And dafka the daughter goes to the father. This is the idea that we said, which Chachma is the highest. Yasad Eretz is the foundation of Eretz, earth. Earth, which is Malchus, comes from Chachma. And here's the other interesting thing. How about Shamayim? What's Shamayim? Shamayim are the emotions. Shamayim are the emotions. Why? If Eretz is Malchus, then Shamayim is what? The emotions that are higher than Malchus. Because what's the relationship between, between the Ze'er Ampen and Malchus? The Ze'er Ampen is the Mashpia. The emotions are Mashpia. Malchus is what? The Makabal, the recipient. And what's the relationship between Shamayim and Eretz? Shamayim is the Mashpia. They give rain. The Shamayim, the heavens give rain and the earth receives it. Now what is Shamayim made out of? Rashi says, why is it called Shamayim? Eish and Mayim. That's Chesed and Gavura. So Shamayim is, is, is the emotions. And interesting, where does the Shamayim come from? Eretz comes from Chachma. Malchus, where does Shamayim come from? Konein Shamayim bitavuna. Shamayim comes from Tavuna. Tavuna is Bina. It's the same word as Bina. That's oh, so what do you see. Shamayim bitavuna. So that's astounding. Shepchenas Eretz, which is so low, Nimshechas Ma'achachma, comes from Chachma Davka. Which we spoke earlier, Chachma is not, is not the, 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 the intellect of Chachma, the innermost of Chachma, that's higher than any kind of understanding. It's higher than the Seichel Hamusig Anikra Tvuna that's called Tvuna. In which God made the heavens. Shehem Amidas, which are the Midas. The heavens are so much greater than earth. What basically he's really saying is, well, after all of that, how special earth is. How special the physical is. Shemayim in general means all the spiritual realms. The spiritual realms come from a godlier source called Bina. The physical, the Oretz, Malchus, Tafkavad is rooted in the impossible, the Ein Sof. Now even though Midas also come from Chachma, why? Because Midas... What are the what are Midas are called children? In order to be a child, you have to have what? And parents, not just one parent, you need to have two parents. But so you need to have two parents, or else you can't have a child. But so you see, that means that means the Midas, Chesed and Gavura, they also have to come from Chachma. Why are we saying that they come from where? Yeah, but the father can disappear very fast. To the point where you can have children who don't even know who their father is. But the mother is always there. The father, you know, is there for a moment and gigangin. So spiritually, it's also that way. The the an emotion needs an, a kernel of, of a flash. The chachma has to be there to initiate, to, to create the, the, the seed of the idea. Then the bina develops it, and that's where the children really are developed. That's why the pasuk says, it doesn't say shamayim is created from bina. It says konein shamayim. Konein means the Shamayim are Konein are established They're fully developed Like the mother is always there For the development of the child The father should be there But if the father is not there The mother can still develop her child So that's what he's saying over here Even though Midas too come from Chachma That's their source Their main being that they should be who they are. This should be this emotion, and that should be that emotion that comes from their mother. 
as they're now, comes from the Tvuna, which the Tvuna is the Bina. Why? Which is, which is beyond differentiation. What's the emotion? The emotion are, each emotion is unique. This is this emotion, that's that emotion. Emotion has character. If it doesn't have character, it's not much of an emotion. It has a lot of character. The character it gets from the mother, not from the father. The father just gives a general energy. It doesn't, it doesn't divide as it is known. And it's not like the father is not responsible. The Midas don't have any Chachma in them. They do, but it's very general. It's like the chelik of the child, from a father. A father just gives a drop. Somewhere in that drop is the whole body of the son. But its main building, in constructing the limbs, to make him into a whole mensch, and division of limbs, whom aim is all from the mother. Now they ibur bebet and aim through being impregnated in the mother's womb. The same is also by Hashem. He establishes shamayim, which was all the spiritual realms, and mainly, as we're speaking about over here, the 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 tzomeach element, the the the, the divine emotions. She amidos miskoinenem hatev. The midos should be well established. Kefisha tzarech liyos bepchenes partsof, as they need to be in the entire configuration. Is who betvuna dafka is dafka betvuna, which is bina. Fahainu inyan ibar amidos bebina. This is the idea that the bina has first the emotions are in a fetal state inside bina. And afterwards, then the emotions are born to be their own thing, but they still need a nurse from their mother. This is the idea of tzomeach and chai, like we spoke earlier, vegetable and animal, plant and animal, that they are very close to each other, as we said earlier. Which is in the case with malchus. The Malchus is rooted in Chachma, Mamish. As it says in Zoyar, Abba Yosid Brata. That Malchus, the father, is the foundation of the daughter. Now, but he says, where do you see? Where do you see that Chachma has. Chachma is the foundation of the emotions too, he just said. It's only that what? That the character of the emotions need the mother to divide to, to, to develop them. So, in what sense is the daughter more connected to Chachma than the son is? The son also comes there. Why is the daughter? Why Malchus? So you have to say that there's something of the characteristic of Chachma that you, is reflected in Malchus more than it's reflected in 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 in, 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 the, in the in the emotions, not in the minute, in the emotions, in the in the son. And the daughter, what is it? So he says there's one thing. What's, what's so special about Chachma? Chachma is the Yud. The thing about Chachma is that Chachma, Chachma, Chachma is the first flash, the first epiphany. Chachma does not have a source. Or rather, it doesn't know its source. Its source is a mystery. Because Chachma may ayantimatze. Chachma is liyash may ayant, something totally new. Bina is not totally new. Bina takes the, what Chachma gave and then develops it. Emotions are not totally new. So Chachma's got that newness. It's like out of nowhere, boom, it's the first flash. 
Well, where else do you have that where something new appears and you don't know where it came from? Where else do you have something like that? There's something new that we have no idea where it's from, but it's yet it's here. Malchus. Because the letters, what did we say all about the letters earlier? We don't know where they come from. It's not derived, the emotion doesn't create it. It's just there. Okay, we know it must have a source. Ah, so here you see how the, how the, how the character of Chachma is reflected dafke in Malchus. Just like she is here, without, without an explanation from where. Chachma also is that way. It also doesn't have a source. That's what he says. The the just like Chachma. Just like Chachma comes from non-being to something. Without an evolving, it just pops out of nowhere. Boom. The same is also Malchus. Which are Oisiyos. Yesh have this level. You don't know where they come from, these letters. Based on a progressive order, the letters should have never have emerged from the intellect or from the Midois Chul. And now we ask the question that I addressed all the way at the beginning. And this that we said earlier, the Gam Chachma Nikrachai, that Chachma is not called Medaber, Chachma is not the Yud, Chachma is also called Chai. Animal, and now we're saying that chachma is medaber. It's like the the yud. Remember, we before earlier we brought that bina is called chava is called chava, which is bina is called chai because she's aim kol chai. And then he continued that chachma is also called chai. And now we want to say that chachma is higher. I mentioned this earlier. In chachma itself, there's two levels. The higher level of Chachma, which is not so much an element of intellect. That's the Yud of the Yud Kevavke. The higher Chachma. There's another Bechina in Chachma. It's called the Grandpa Yisrael. That's not Yaakov. Yaakov is Teferis. Yisrael Saba is Yaakov's, it's, it's, it's the Zayde Yisrael. It's a higher level in Kabbalah. And that level, Yisrael Saba, is the more external side of Chachma. The Pneumius of Chachma is Umerumiz Ba'ois Hey. That's not hinted to in the Yud, that's hinted to in the Hey. Because if you look in a Hey, in Bina, Bina is a Hey. But the Hey of Bina has what? Hey has a Yud inside of it. When you spell out the Hey, the hay, the yud that's in the hay, that's this chachma element that's in bina. So that's this Yisrael Saba element. It's a Kabbalistic idea. That's already the source to all living animals. And that's why, in as much as chachma is on this level, then chachma is also called chai. That the four letters of the Shem Avai, of the, God, of the Tetragrammaton, they are the source of the inanimate, the, the vegetation, the animal, and the human. The second element of Chachma, is also called animal. This is the Chachma that gives life. But the higher level of Chachma, Nikra Medaber, is called Medaber, which is higher than Chai. But who does he connect to? Tafka <coughs> to the domain. Just like the human soul goes and connects Tafka to a 
physical human body that is the most inanimate, the most physical, the most yesh, the most dead, and yet that's, that, that, those are the two that get married. Two opposites that marry. And that's why dafka adamarishoin. Only Adam and Dafka Adam Arishon. Because we see all other humans are not created that way. All other humans after Adam Arishon are created what? We're not created dead and then we get life. As soon as the fetus is developed in the body, it's body and soul together. Only Adam Arishon, but in the sense, Adam Arishon is really represents the whole human because we're all included in him. But only why Adam Arishon? Because only Adam Arishon is neshama, Adam is, is called, is, is chachma. Because there's two types of Adam, he's going to explain now. There's a lower, Yaakov is called Adam also. We know that since Adam Arishon, Adam Arishon was the most handsome, most unbelievable looking, beautiful being. And it says that Yaakov Avinu looked like him. Sarah looked like Chava, and Yaakov looked like Adam. Shufra the Yaakov, me'en Shufra the Adam. Spiritually it's that way, Yaakov represents Teferis. Teferis is also called Adam. Yaakov, so now, so what really you have is, and who else is Adam? So Yaakov is called Adam, and who else is Adam? And Adam Arishon is Adam. But why are both of them Adam? Because there's two Madregas Adam. There's Adam, there's, there's a lower Adam and there's the higher Adam. The lower Adam is the, the Adam and Chava. Uh, is the, no, is the Adam that you would say, the lower Adam is, is the Adam, um, there's the Er Anpin, there's the Er Anpin is called Adam. But then Chachm is also called Adam. So Dafka, when we're, he's explaining that Dafka, the higher Adam, which is not the Zeir Ampin, not the Ferris, but the Adam of Chachma, that's the one that's from the Yud, that's the one that connects Tafka to the lowest. The highest to the lowest. There's two types of Adam. One is Shem which is Teferis. The name Ma, general, is the name of God of 45. That's related to the six emotions in Atzilus. It's called Shem Ma. It is splendored for a man to live in a house. Adam in Teferis. You see the Teferis. Teferis is not just Teferis. Teferis represents all the Midos. Because Teferis is the body. And the hand and the rest of the Midos are like connected to it. Like the hands and feet connected to the torso. That's the Ze'er Anpin. Adam is called Adam because Adam is Gematria 45. That's the real Adam. That's the beginning of the Tzilas Mamish. That's the name of 72. It's the Yudke Vavke, but not the Yudke Vavke equaling 45, the Yudke Vavke equaling 72. That means you fill the Yudke Vavke with Yuds. It's a much higher level of Yudke Vavke. It's Milu Yudin, which is Shem Ayin Beis, which is Chacham. That's Adam Arishan's Nesham. And that's the real Medaber. He's the real, real Medaber speaker. And you know, Medaber. And Dafke, he had a body, the lowest body that any. So we wonder the Adam Arishon sinned. He had the most challenging body ever to live. Our bodies are a little bit more refined because our bodies are never pure physical. Our bodies always had some spirit. There wasn't a moment of our bodies were pure yesh. Our bodies always had some kind of. If we said before, remember we said before that the soul keeps on telling us about source. 
And the body tells us above Baba that there's nothing but itself. So the body is like, we don't have such a challenge because from the moment we're created, we have already some juice, some soul juice. We can never lie, complete lie, deny God completely because our soul is constantly. Adam Arishon had a body that had no, that had no soul in it. In a sense, he had the biggest Yetzirah ever to live. Because he got that pure body as body was pure body. Think about it. Why? Because his neshama was the highest ever. That's the way it works together. Dafke, he is the one who had the, 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 the physical body. Because with chachma, remember we said, chachma, which is the yud, is connected to aretz, to earth. Tafka from Chachma can come to Domeim. The Alter Rebbe adds another interesting thing. The inanimate till now are giving it such bad press. The inanimate is such yeshus. It is so, so lowly, so coarse, so, so much into itself. It produces. Yes, but it's the capable of the highest bittel. When it becomes, why? There's another reason why the Domeim is so dead. You know why it's really, really so dead? It's not so dead. Because it's so aware of God that it can't even talk. It can't move. I just dropped an atom bomb over here. I said something very big right now. I'm looking for more excitement for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's another reason why the domain is so quiet. Simply you say it's so quiet because it's so stuffed with itself. It can't even move. It's like such a zlub, it can't even move. That's the domain. That's the simple reason why domain is domain. But the real reason why domain is domain on the deepest level, it is so aware of God that it freezes. It's the ultimate bittle. Why? Because Chachma and Malchus connect. Chachma is what? Chachma is the highest bittel. Koyach ma. Aretz, earth, has the same bittel. Remember, I was, I was trying to point out to you where you see certain similarities between Chachma and Malchus. One of them is that this one comes from nothing, and this one also comes from nothing. Here's another one. Chachma is totally self-effaced before God. It has no existence. It's totally nullified. Malchus is also that way. Because Malchus, Domeim, she's silent. She's quiet. Inanimate. Bittel. Highest and the lowest. It's interesting. So our bodies can either be the coarsest, or once we work them over, they can have the deepest bit like nothing else. It's really an amazing thing. As he says, V'adarava, the, the, the nefesh of an animal was never able to go into a body. Bina is only able to move slowly from Bina to the Zeiranpin. And not able to come down so low to create Malchus. That's called Doimim. Oh, by the this is what I want to say. That's why the ultimate, this idea that we're learning about here is discussed somewhere else in Torah R. 
in the same Sefer, but in a different subject, you might recall, there's another place where this is discussed, the difference between Yehuda and Yosef. Yosef is Tzomeach, he grows, he learns, he's Talmud, he grows. Yehuda is simple nullification, surrender. And throughout, throughout Jewish history, there's always a clash between these forces, Yehuda and Yosef. Who's greater? And there's leaders from Yehuda and leaders, ultimately Mashiach, however, is from who? From Yehuda. And the third base on Migdash, what is it going to be made out of? First of all, it's in Yerushalayim, it's in the land of Yehuda, it's in the land of Bittal. And the Alter Rebbe's main chiddush is that the base of Migdash is made out of stone. The Mishkan was made out of wood. But the Mishkan was only a temporary dwelling for God. Where's the ultimate dwelling for God? Dafke in the base of Migdash made out of stone. The most physical, the most earth. That's the idea. The highest enclosed itself in the lowest. It's the most challenging, but breakthrough with Bittal, and there's nothing greater than that. It's all about the physical, it's all about, we shouldn't fetch about our human bodies. That's why it is. That's the way. And the, the, the more the body gives us problems, the sign that we have more potential and more power in our neshama to be able to handle such a, such a rough body. Uh, that's why Dafka, when God created the human being, it says, Hashem Elokim. It says both names of God, Hashem Elokim. Because the Nishama comes from Havaya and the body from Elokim. And God has to bring together these two opposite forces. They had to unify the two names of Havaya and Elokim together to be able to create this, this body. Dafka, with these two names together, we're able to connect Chachme Malchus because they're so far from each other. And by the way, the, the, in, not, not in here, but in the other Mimer, he says that's why also the word Vayitzar has two Yuds. Vayitzar, they got two Yuds, because one Yud is the Yud of the Yud Kevavke, and the other Yud is the Yud of the Yud of Malchus, which is Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. You realize it's the first letter of the Yud Kevavke. And it's the last letter of Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud. Body and soul coming together. But, Bittal on the top and Bittal on the bottom. And they converge together. So it's understood from all of this. What basically we got over here is physicality, the ultimate distraction. Physicality, the ultimate servant. The ultimate servant Go understand. The physical, that's the more, and that's why. The Nimtza Muva Mikolze, it's understood from all of this. Al Kopana Betuftan Bedas will understand really well. Why is it that a animal, that a Nefesh Chaya, any, a soul of an animal has, Yeshla Guf Shemibchene Somech, has a body from the Tzomech, from, from, from the plant. Nefesh Hamed Aberes, and Dafka the human um, speaking soul. That is higher, has a body from the domain, from the inanimate. Because on the contrary, this is what this is what is dafka that way. Is able to come down in a lower body. Dafka, a higher neshama could come down in a lower body. This is also important for children. If you have children that are giving you a rough time. And know that they have, they're the highest neshamas. 
both students in school, one of our own children, <laughs> the ones that are like the hardest, <laughs> these are like, whoo. That's above and below. Whether in the supernal world, where you have these four forms of life, that are called animals and birds, canal, they too, so they're, they're, being they're animals and birds, their soul and their body are commensurate with each other. The face of the lion, the face of the ox, the face of the eagle. There is a medaber. And who is that? Nishmas Adam Erishon. That's the that's the that's the that's the human soul. And Nishmas Adam Erishon koyel kol Nishmas Yisrael. He includes all the Nishalas. V'kulam noyladem aaret shu malchus tatzilas. All of them are created from the earth, from malchus tatzilas. Because when it came time to create, the Shechina malchus is saying, "Let the earth give forth," which malchus should give forth. V'nei b'maim ratoitzer aaret nefesh chayav ve'oifya oifeif. When God said. Let the earth give forth living souls and birds should fly. Which is what created the, the nefesh achaya. We're in the upper worlds and in the lower worlds. The angels above and the animals below. Its body emerged simultaneously with the soul. Because the body was a plant. And it emerged simultaneously with the soul. And that's only because the soul is not so high. Because the soul comes from the external vessels, the malchus from malchus. So therefore the soul couldn't handle a very physical body, so it got a body that's also spiritual. Which is of the plant, which is halfway spiritual, a plant, because it has growth. But the soul of that speaks of the human. Did not, was not created together with the body because it's so far from its body. Only afterwards it gets enclosed in a body. But what type of body? An inanimate dafka. That is the lowest. Because she herself is so high, she's able to deal with, she's able to withstand also a physical body. As explained also in the another difference of how neshamis of malachim are created and neshamis of yidden are created. So it's a, it's a spiritual concept, Kabbalistic concept. In order for anything to be created, it needs a father and a mother. So it says like this, through a spiritual union called a, a union of a kiss, souls of malachim are created. When the when the when the spheros kiss, kiss each other, when the attributes, when malchus whatever, when the shechina kisses whatever, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that creates that's a union and that creates creations. But who does it create? Is it, there's a combination of masculine energy and female energy, and it creates a child. These children are the angels. They're created from kiss. Now kiss is considered spiritual, but when they have a more physical union, obviously. We have to realize there's no physicality there. But something that corresponds to a physical union, not a kiss. A kiss is more a connection between two people, that's spirit. It's one's breath to another person's breath. But then there is a physical union, which involves more a physical substance, a transmission of something very, very physical. So it's much earthier. Yet on the same time, an interesting thing. What happens? 
that the shamis are created from a union that's called more physical, union between the Shekhinah and HaKadosh Baruch. Something more material. And they create neshamas. And that's the same idea. That dafka, the most deep, when God wants to transmit the deepest essence of himself, it can only take hold in something more physical. And the example we've given for this in other classes is just an interesting idea. When a teacher, there's two types of influence that come from a person's brain. One is a teacher teaching a student, the other one is a father creating a child. And both of them you're producing from your mind. An interesting idea. When you're teaching students, you're giving from your spirituality. Because you're giving words, you're giving ideas. When you're creating a child, you're giving something physical. So you would expect that when you're creating to a student, to, 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 you're, you're giving something spiritual, so you would produce that it would be a higher results, much better results. When you're, when you're giving something physical, you'd expect something very low to be created. Yet we see the opposite. That when, you, when, 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 when this great teacher or whatever has a child, the child has the brains of the father. Not just ideas, not just concepts. And the answer is, for, for a person to give their very essence, they can't give it in something spiritual. They have to dafka transmit it in something physical. And dafka, the physical, contains the essence. So the same is also above, as he says over here. Because from where the angels come, is more spiritual. It's only an external ashba, even though it's more spiritual. That's why they can't come into a physical body. But a physical union, which are souls, even though it's physical, its root is dafka in the pnimius, that's why it encloses itself in bodies. And so, old soul, till now we spoke about the malachim. The same is also down here below, when the inanimate and the plant and the animal and the um, human are physical are created from this physical earth. That the animals literally came out from the physical earth, reflecting the Shekhinah that's called earth, but they came out from the physical earth. What happened? The body and the soul of the, of the animal. Which is its vivifying soul, the and its body. Yatsushneim and Oretz came out together. Just like the Tzomeach also came out. All, all, all vegetables, as we said before, weren't drooping lifelessly and then they got life. Immediately they were created together, body and soul. The Yatsushneim, Ke'echo, they came out together. The Yasmuchim, the Kreivim, Be'erech, Kanal, because they're close to each other. Avo, Be'medara, but by the human being, Enochen, it's not so, Kanal. Sha'aguf, Nesavim, and Oretz, Be'pchinaz, Doimei. The, the body was created from the earth in a manner of doimi. And afterwards, the soul from above was imbued in it. And that is the soul that talks. Which that unique soul cannot dwell in a plant, which is an animal body, only in an inanimate body, which is a human body. Gosh. Because everything in this physical world is reflecting what's happening up there. And just like in Atzilus, Chachma 
befriends Malchus, Tafka, the highest and the lowest, same two down here. Shachai Mislabish Bitzomeach, that the Chai, which is Bina up there, is enclosed in Tzomeach, in the in the in the Shamayim and the Zairampin. Them smuchim keecha they are close. For whom Masha Kosov, this is what we say, coin in Shamayim Bitvuna, that the Shamayim, which is the Zair Anpin is connected to the Bina Dafka, the Eretz and Dafka the earth, which is the lowest, Yisaydasa, she is founded, Paharare Kodesh, in the mountains of holiness, Chachme Allah, the supernal Chachma And this, of course, if you don't. I see, just in time. This, of course, is all related to the main foundation and fundamental idea of Chabad Chasidus, of always looking for the quality of Gashmias in the material world, and that everything is in the physical mitzvah, and everything is in the body, and so on and so forth. It's all a build-up. It's in every mimer. You, you see it so much in so many mimer. And when the Alter Rebbe lays the foundation for this, how Dafka, the work, is in the lowest, and that's the most important, and over there is where we really accomplish what we're meant to accomplish, as opposed to running away from the physical and looking for spiritual experiences, which are beautiful, but that's not where it's at. It's an appropriate maima to learn now Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan, because that's really the difference between Tishrei and Cheshvan. Tishrei we were floating, which was great, because we need that to regenerate ourselves, but the real work is in the Cheshvan month where there is no holidays. It's a dry month, or a wet month, because it's the month of rain, but it, there's no holidays. And that's where, but that's where it's really at. And how we live our daily, everyday life. In, and, and the point is not like that, that you're, and, and here's the thing, you appreciate after the mimer. And it's not like, okay, so the point is, I should go back in my physical life, and hopefully I'm not gonna get any challenges. It's all gonna be good, it's all gonna go smooth. No, 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 no. The point is that, it, that the body should act up. Yeah, expect that. It's supposed to happen. That's right. And, not, and, and, and if it happens severely, know that there's nothing wrong with you. You're just a human. And that's what a human being is. A human being has to deal with a corrupted body and make the godly thing out of it. So now let's go take on the bull by the horns.